0: Welcome to our Drink a Book podcast, where we drink wine and talk about books. This is Lauren.
1: Lynn. I'm Lee.
0: It's Marie.
1: And this is Joe.
0: Welcome back, guys. So, in our mini episode, we are going to be talking about a book that each of us read and it is called Unladylike by Kristen Conger and Caroline Irvin. The reason why we decided to choose this book is because it is Women's History Month and it's pretty close to International Women's Day. So I'm really excited to talk about this with all of you guys. Does anyone want to start on any thoughts that they had about the book?
2: So I just recently finished this finally everyone else had already read it and then I got it at thrift books and I was like just read it like just do it and I was so happy that I did um I thought it was so great like everything they said was things I had felt or noticed or things you know kind of like when we talked about Lindy West like things you didn't know how to necessarily put into words but you knew it was like happening to you. Um, And I really liked how intersectional everything was, you know, learning more about, like, all the systemic racism and everything, you really realized how just, like, they're just setting people up to fail all the time. You know what I mean? Like, women and black women and people of color. And I thought they did such good research for this book, and it covered so many different things.
1: I totally agree. I love this book. And I, like you, Lauren, I found it very validating, just the the research that was put behind everything made me feel like yes all these things that women have been saying for years are actually evidence-based like you can't really deny Mm -hmm. it with the the facts that they put into this book and i keep hearing how is this technically the third wave of feminism or whatever we're in like the third wave because mm-hmm. there was the first I mean,
2: wave and second wave. I think I know I just read about it, but I don't remember what it said. I
1: think it is. But what I keep hearing about how the third wave of feminism is different is that it's different because it's now intersectional when it wasn't before. Mm-hmm. And I felt like yeah. that was a huge theme in this book, too. Which I appreciate that it brought attention to other marginalized groups as well. I agree. I really liked it a lot. I also really loved the illustrations. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. That, like, really enhanced my experience reading the book. Like, I just loved looking at all the illustrations and. And they're all diverse, yeah. too. Yeah. Which I love. Yeah. I loved that.
3: I agree. I'm glad you said that about the illustrations because that's what I was thinking. <laughs> that not only did I really like the topics but um the charts and the pictures and just everything really really made it um for me made it look a lot more interesting on each page too and I don't know I I agree with what everyone has said so far it was nice to see some of these things written out that maybe I hadn't even really thought about but then reading it it was like oh yeah this is so true and then other things of course are things I am well aware of that it was just nice to see um other people that are acknowledging you know things that women go through and experience and um yeah validating was the the right word to use (laughs) for sure um I loved it I thought it was really really a great read
0: Validating, I really like that because that's exactly how I felt the entire time. If it wasn't something new that I learned, it was yes, yes, yes. Like that's the word that I just constantly use throughout the book, you know. And I mean, just like you guys said, the illustrations, the flow charts, and just how they utilize the graphics throughout the book, it added a lot of depth and it helped me understand different concepts a little better that maybe I didn't understand completely before. I was just gonna
1: give credit to the illustrator. It was Tyler Fetter. I follow her on Instagram too. She posts a lot of cool illustrations. And I was gonna say everybody knows we love a good cover. (laughs) This one is beautiful. It's like a beautiful coffee table book, you know, just to have out. I love it.
0: I feel like this year is my year of coffee table books and I feel like every this year I think I've accumulated like four or five coffee table books (laughs) and I just love them the covers are just really pretty.
1: I'm also excited so when I originally read this I read it the actual print copy but caroline and Kristen are podcast hosts of unladylike and they used to be the hosts of stuff mom never told you with our which are both really good podcasts that kind of cover a lot of this stuff that was in the book but i'm really also looking forward to listening to it like i want to go back and i already feel like i could use a refresher on it because i'm kind of forgetting some of the things i read but did anybody listen to it
0: So I listened to it, and I thought originally when listening to it, I did buy the copy as well, but I felt like the book was going to be really good on Audible, so that's why I wanted to listen to it, because there's certain books that I just feel that, whether they're essays or memoirs, and especially if they're reading it themselves, they always add a little I don't know, a little something extra to it. Mm-hmm. You know, they, just the way they speak, the way that they um, just deliver the book is a lot different than maybe you would read yourself. I thought that not seeing the illustrations, I thought that was going to confuse me and that it was going to be, because, you know, there's flow charts in it. And I was curious, like, how how are they going to go through the flow chart when it's on Audible? But you really didn't even need to have, I was able to follow in the Audible without even having the book, but I did go back and I did look or follow the flowcharts.
2: Wait, so did like they read what was on the flowcharts or they just didn't do anything?
0: Yes, no, they did read it. And what I thought was interesting too is anyone that does download the Audible, I don't know where it is, but they did say that, I guess they took all the flowcharts and they have it on a document for oh, their listeners cool so yeah so I thought that was interesting and c- pretty cool that even though if you didn't have the book you could still follow along in those flow charts and mm-hmm. they basically just read everything on the flow chart and you could look at it you don't have to look at it but
1: cool
0: yeah I still thought it was pretty easy to follow sometimes it just seems you know certain things when they're just listing things I'm like all right let's Let's move along here. I was like, I could just look at the book and I'll read it myself. But I did, after listening to it, I just went through the book and I looked at it like a picture book, which is nice because, yeah, I, I just feel like the book can very easily be a reference book where you continue to go back and look at certain things and that's how I have been using the book. I listened to it, then I went back and I looked at the graphics and different features throughout the book.
1: I like that they call it a field guide, like instead of like a self help book or but I feel like I don't (laughs) hear field guide super off super often, but I think that's a good way to Mm -hmm. kind of encompass what the book is. It's not just like a self help book. It's like it gives like concrete ways to improve your individual actions and behaviors, but also, like, as a collective, you know, like, Mm -hmm. society at large, which I think Field Guide is good at encompassing.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. The
1: only thing I will say as, I guess, like, a criticism, like, I hate to be critical of the book because I did really like it and I really like both of them, but it took me a lot longer to read than I expected it to. Like, it wasn't actually like a quick read even with all the Mm -hmm. illustrations it I don't know it it just was like a little bit harder for me to get through than I thought it would be
2: I agree when I was reading it like I was super interested in everything they had to Mm -hmm. say like I wanted to sit down and read it but I think there's just so much information to take in that it was just like it was a little more slow going than I was expecting Mm -hmm. but totally worth it
0: yeah, that was another sure. reason why I downloaded the Audible because I was very surprised when it came in the mail because I thought it was, I don't know, I guess I thought maybe it was going to be less pages or not as... When I opened it, it looked like very heavy, almost textbook-like. Yeah,
1: that's what I was mm-hmm. going to say. It's almost like a textbook. <laughs>
0: yeah, and like you guys said, not that there's anything wrong with that. I just felt like if I was reading it without audible I felt like I would have stopped maybe after the first chapter and then been like all right I'm tired (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know so
1: I did see that I was looking at some of the reviews and I saw somebody mentioned that they as a person in like the post-secondary education field thought this would be good as like a resource book for post-secondary so
2: I I guess it kind of goes along with that, that it is sort of like a textbook.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I thought it was cool that women started their own bank because they were like, hey, fuck you guys. Like, <laughs> We're just going to start our own bank and lend to women. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. I really liked the spotlights, the the claim your space, mm. like spotlights of different women. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Who was the one woman towards the end? Catherine something. She was like... Well off and privileged, but she wanted to make sure people had like contraception or something. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? Oh wait, 189. A suffrage insider who exhibited horror,
1: unladylike behavior. <laughs> mm. hmm. I'm always so impressed with
3: with people, especially from a longer time ago, who were willing to stand up and fight for these things when it was a lot harder to do than it is now. I feel like. Oh yeah. Um, I'm just always like, she's a perfect example just, wow, like, what would have actually happened to her for doing that, you know, Mm -hmm. and other people, it's, it was way more dangerous to speak out. And I'm just amazed that people were still willing to do it, knowing what might happen to
1: them. Totally. It's so ridiculous, just looking at, in the past, how women were treated or character, like caricatured almost, especially the section about like the medical field and the heading of the one section said Women be crazy at the doctor and (laughs) they were giving information about how women used to actually be diagnosed with hysteria. Mm -hmm. Like for coming in with like pain that actually was a symptom of endometriosis, but they were being Diagnosed with hysteria and mental disorders, which is just, yeah, like shocking to me now, which it shouldn't be because that I love that this book kind of gives you the framework of why we are where we are today. Like the history of sexism and oppression is why, you know, we're fighting now for gender equality and equal pay and all that stuff. Like there's so much history behind it that a lot of people just aren't aware of. But that really stood out to me as like, yeah, this is just how women were treated, and you were yeah. told that if you like exercised, going back to the Giver of Stars, that mm. your your <laughs> ovaries were being scrambled, and you know, like <laughs> they really thought those things, or at least you I, maybe they didn't, maybe they didn't think those things, and they were just saying it to try and
2: control women. I'm not really sure. I mean, they knew men's organs didn't, like, fly all over the place. You know what I mean? It's just crazy. Yeah. Oh, that made me think of, like, I don't think I knew this until, like, recently that women couldn't even open up, like, a credit card Mm -hmm. until, like, the 70s. Yeah. Like, hello? What the fuck? And they're like, nobody got divorced back then. Yeah, because then your grandma Mm -hmm. had nowhere to go, pal. Yes. (laughs) Like, come on. Yeah. It's just... It makes me, like, sick to my stomach thinking about that. Like, you would just be trapped. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't that long ago. No! Nah. Like, our parents grew up then.
3: Mm-hmm. I know, it's horrible. It's insane. It it really makes you think that, you know, you, we have all these abilities now to do things, and I just think, oh, it's been like this for a while, but it really hasn't been like this for as long as it should I mean, it's really mm-hmm. sad how long it took for things like that to happen for women, or and that's for white women,
1: yes. <laughs> you know, yeah. like True. even
3: longer in other situations,
1: right? And like, think about redlining and stuff that is still going on today that's impacting black Americans and other people mm-hmm. of color, it's just crazy. Yeah. And I just really wish that more people were informed about this and knew that those things are going on because i mean i could go down this rabbit hole of how disappointed (laughs) i am at the the general public for their (laughs) ignorance on like you know feminist and racial issues but we all we're all on our own journey i try to remind myself of that i was i didn't come out of the womb as an intersectional feminist (laughs) like you know i've been learning Mm. my whole life and still have a lot to learn and but I do think this book is a great resource for anyone Mm -hmm. for everyone
3: kind of going along with what you just said Lynn um I'm actually reading a book right now um I'll just throw this out there um called Mm -hmm. cast the origins of our discontents by Isabel Wilkerson
1: that's on my to read list Mm -hmm. it is it's not
3: like this book in some ways but um some of the the things I've read so far really kind of go along with what you were just saying and it's been a really good read really interesting and maddening (laughs) also um so far but I just decided since it kind of relates that I would just
1: throw that recommendation out there for people that it's definitely worth reading I felt like the book was really comprehensive, and they covered a lot. It must have taken them like a really long time to research and Mm -hmm. narrow down what they were going to include. But Mm -hmm. I would be curious to know, like, how did they decide what they were going to include, and what things did they end up cutting? You know, since it did like really cover a lot, I just kind of
0: wonder, like, what that process was like. Yeah, for yeah. sure. It'd be interesting to hear about that. So, what did you guys rate it?
2: Five stars, would recommend.
0: I rated it at five stars as well. Me too,
1: I gave it five stars. I gave it four stars.
2: I
3: also gave it four stars. <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> but I really liked it. Yeah, me too. I actually looked up everybody's ratings before we recorded, so <laughs> I knew. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so as you guys can see we all enjoyed it and we do rate our fours very highly um but check out our next episode our full length 19 minutes on april 7th bye 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 Bye. Bye. cheers to another book club Cheers. cheers